your favorite scary movie that was good that was really good ghost face did you like that yeah so scream is back and we're back <laughs> better than ever <laughs> yeah where the hell have we been oh my god i don't know we bought moved we bought a new house we sold a condo we went through you know two years of this crazy pandemic are we on year three i don't even know i don't know what is time anymore uh, we added more dogs, more Frenchies to the collection. We have a lot more to the bunch. <laughs> Willie was pregnant. She had a litter. She's pregnant again. She's due any day now. Yeah, she's big as a bowling ball. And this is news to Jeremy. We are getting two new Frenchies. No, we're not. Just kidding. <laughs> news to Alex, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that all of you are dying to know everything about the... 200 some movies that have been released since we have last spoken yeah. and really there's been more than that I yeah think you've seen how many movies have you seen would you say in the past probably year? close to 200 a little under that but there is so much content like there are so many shows i want to watch but you really have to just pick and choose well you know what's funny i saw on facebook you know love my social media follow me alex maynard online i saw somebody that literally said something about netflix they're like there's nothing on Netflix. And I had to clap back. I was like, do you have any idea how much more content has been released on the on-demand platforms? Yeah, what are they watching? Well, clearly they're not, not watching, watching anything. <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in, being informed. You are now going to be blessed. <laughs> illuminated. Illuminated, educated, yes, that's the word, illuminated. Yeah, entertained. At the end of the day, entertained. It's debatable. If right. you're entertained by us, Lord, I don't even know. Not to drag it on with Netflix, but doesn't that person know that Netflix releases original content every week? I think that they are still stuck in 2005 where you oh, had wow. to order the disc. <laughs> I almost oh, that was what fun. a disc was called. A disc. A DVD. A DVD. Yeah. Blu-ray. Throwback. Right, right. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about today. Obviously, Scream's back. Jeremy's yes. favorite. He's wearing his Scream hoodie right now. No, there's no video, but I'm I'm really excited to be here. One of these days, we will do video. Just, like, yeah. call her daddy. Don't even get me started on her, though. Wait, what? She's the one who does the podcast and Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh, uh, got it. But we're not going down that rabbit hole. No, we're not. We're not doing it. So today, we're going to talk about Scream your top five bottom five, bottom five i'm right. gonna throw in the voice of the average joe <laughs> what i liked and what i was really freaking disappointed by mm, i know well yeah there were a lot of movies that were put on the shelf thanks to covid and then they were released and you know some met your expectations and some didn't but I think we'll get a to lot that. of them that were pushed to not meet any expectations. Aww. But anyway, well, we'll you'll have to, to stay tuned for that. And of course, what's coming down the pike? What are we looking forward to? Right. And what have we liked so far this year? Mm -hmm. We're only 26 days in. <laughs> are you counting? So, yeah, speaking of expectations being met, Scream 2022, people are calling it Scream 5. 
don't call it that. It's Scream 2022. It's a relaunch, if you will. Um, it's a requel. Or a requel. Yeah. To quote yeah, what, the characters in the movie. It's commenting on requels. So, so meta. Right. So meta. That's a word that I'll probably repeat over and over again. So, you know, like more than 25 years ago, Scream was this lightning in a bottle. Wes Craven and screenwriter Kevin Williamson made this horror film that was really ahead of its time. I mean, it commented on the slasher subgenre. It had characters that had seen horror movies, and yet those characters would kind of, even though they knew the cliches, they would still do things that you shouldn't in a horror movie. Not because they were stupid, but they're human beings. And so this is, this brings back legacy characters, you know, Nev Campbell's, Sidney Prescott. Courtenay. Courtenay. Cox. I did, I was, how many years old? I was, this was like, whenever the movie came out, I did not know that Courtney Cox spelled her name the way she does. Anyway. She's looking better than ever, by the way. She is, yeah. There were some people that commented on her looks and they should just well, stop just, with that. They're jealous. Yeah. So Courtney Cox's Gail Weathers and then David Arquette's uh, Dewey Riley. They are back. And then, of course, there's a new fresh cast. Um, but yeah, so I should say that this is the first Scream movie without director Wes Craven. And, you know, he was really like a beloved director of the horror genre. I mean, he did Freddy, you know, he did the original Freddy Krueger movie. And um, he just brought a lot to the to the genre. And then there was Scream, and he did all he did the first four screens. So this, um, I don't really want to get into spoilers because I don't know. Well, I was going to ask. Not... I was going to do like a preface. Are we doing spoilers today? Are we not doing spoilers? I don't, know. I don't think that we should. No, I, I don't think, think we, we should. should. Just say, hey, this is what we like. Right. And... People should discover it as they're watching it. Um, but there are a lot of Easter eggs. This is definitely a movie for diehard fans and I'm definitely of that camp. Um, but yeah, so this is from, since Wes Craven is no longer with us, um, this is from a collective team called Radio Silence. Um, it's director Matt Bedinelli, Open, and Tyler Gillette. They did Ready or Not three years ago. That really had oh, yeah. Scream DNA in it. Um, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, I was really happy with what they pulled off here. Um, again, it it's called Scream. It really felt like it felt fresh. Um, I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but that it really did feel new, yet it was kind of tethered to the past. It honored the past. Um, yeah, it, it was a requel. It was not like we have had a lot of reboots that are just feel like um, <laughs> cash grabs. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because this movie actually name drops a lot of that stuff. Like, oh, you know, when the killers are revealed, I'm not going to get into their motives or who it is, but they do, um, they are toxic fans of the original Stab, yeah. which is, you know, if, if you're not in the know, the Stab movies are movies within the movies they're based on the murders in the screen world <laughs> so um yeah the, i mean you really i don't want to get into the weeds of the whole screen franchise but i i feel like if you are 
if you're in the know, if you really know this franchise, you know, inside and out, you will totally be satisfied. Um, and even if you weren't, if, if you weren't yeah, in that camp, I think it, know. I think it stands on its own. I mean, I, I think things hold more weight, emotional weight. If you have been with these characters, some of the legacy characters. Um, so, I mean, what did, what did you think? I mean, I know I, Oh, kind of brought you into the fold. One but... character that I was so mad they killed off so early, but anyway, oh. <laughs> I won't. I won't say anything else. Right. That's all I'm gonna say. So, what did what did you think of the new cast? I mean, they're all in their twenties, but I think they're all very believable as teenagers. It's definitely very woke. Um, I, I think yeah. with a lot of these reboots and requels, we talked about this before we got the microphone out. Um, I think that they're really trying to stay relevant with today. And they've definitely kind of transcended that old cast, I think. Can I mansplain to a man? Sure. (laughs) I mean, Scream has always tried to be relevant and I think it's very successful in that. I mean, you take um, Scream 2, it was commenting on sequels, it knew it was a sequel. Um, Scream 3 was commenting on trilogy. So it was always um, talking about the trends of the genre, mm-hmm. you know, and that whenever those respective movies came out. And then Scream 4 was commenting on reboots. It was a reboot. And, you know, Emma, Emma Roberts was trying to reboot the original. Love my girl. Love my girl, Emma. But like Sydney says, Jill, don't fuck, you don't fuck with the original. <laughs> And this new Scream does not fuck with the original. It, um, you know, it definitely has a lot of Easter eggs, but it doesn't try to, like, retcon certain things. Well, I take that back. <laughs> In one certain respect, maybe. But that that was a chance that I think did pay off. And I've seen this twice now, and it worked for me better the second time than I saw it with you. I just thought overall it was super fun. You know yeah. me, I get very bored um, <laughs> with movies and I fall asleep or I just don't remember them. Mm-hmm. But this one definitely kept me on my toes. It probably helped that we actually went to the movie theater and I wasn't sitting in the comfort of our own right. home. Right. Um, I mean, the I think it's very well paced. Um, I I do wish that, you know, some of the characters had more to do, but I think, I think, the, the casting really helps. They like some of the actors really make their their roles pop, even if they have very limited screen time. I would say, because um, I mean they do have a lot of characters to juggle, and then you have to get to the legacy characters. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they justify bringing those three back for sure, especially I can't wait Sydney. To see where it goes. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of fan theories out that there, ending, but I don't know, just you know going back to the house right it's it's in the trailers they go back to stumacher's house from the original scream um yeah i that's a movie that i could definitely rewatch oh yeah for sure on and on and on for sure Um, i I just think that one comment that stood out to me again somebody online i'm always looking at what other people have to say what they have to think and somebody says that it had a low budget. And I'm yeah, like, you told me that. Well, all of his films had a low budget, really, whenever we watched that documentary, right? He was always well, running out of money. Right, it but like... 
production. It was, It definitely wasn't. I think why they said it was low budget is because they were so true to how it was shot previously. Like, I literally felt like I was back in the late Woodsboro. 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> right. Yeah, this, like, small podunk town. Everything from the wardrobe to the way it was shot to the soundtrack. It was very now, but it, I mean, I guess you could say it was a little retro. So it cost $24 million to make. That was the budget. How much went to Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox? Well, right, <laughs> right, right. And it's doing really well. Um yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure they're going to greenlay the sixth one, and I don't know, you know, if Radio Silence is going to come back, or um, I don't know of the legacy characters if they're all coming back, but we'll see. I, it it definitely leaves it leaves enough um, room. It forges its own it path, so yeah. Ways, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I was I could seriously go on and on. I, I do want to mention one thing. Um, the the kills. <laughs> what did you What did you think of the kills? I know that's like a horror. We disagreed with the grand reveal. Yeah, you know the grand reveal of who it was. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the moment I was disappointed because it was way different than how the other ones were. Was it? I think. I think. Mm. And, oh, we have an opinion. Willie agrees. Yeah, she agrees. Um, and I'm sick of people saying, you know, I hate going on Twitter, but you just, I just have to see what people are thinking. And of course, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um, but people are saying like, oh, it was so predictable. Like I knew it was so-and-so. And I don't think so. I mean, I even agree. if you did, like, does that undermine the whole movie? No. I don't think so. No. I mean, I, I do think the filmmakers. Um... If it was Gail Weathers, sorry, no. I'm just going to say it's not Gail Weathers. Not. I was kind of hoping that was going to be no, her. That wouldn't work. This whole story that wouldn't in my work. head. I was like, oh, she's running out of content to write about. So she just wants to bring it back, right? So the screen she was always looking for that story, right? She was always an opportunist, but that wouldn't have made sense. Um, character sense. Um, so the screen movies are known for, you know, the writers passing out different drafts to the cast members, and so everyone thinks that they're the killer. Mm -hmm. So they play, you know, as red herrings. I think this cast did a really good job of. You know, acting suspect, but not completely. Like you, you it could have gone a number of different ways. But I, I was definitely satisfied with who they chose. You know, the names that they pulled out of the hat at the end. Um, yeah, but the kills. I, as I was gonna say, the kills are very vicious. They, they felt vicious in the fourth scream too, um, more so than the first three. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You know, without Wes Craven's You're about the touch. Um, I'm talking about the house. Okay. I'm talking. I'm talking about the opening. I think that that hospital kill was like in the hospital. But there were many reasons a lot. To why that was. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate that. I think it's crucial to make you know, all bets are off. Like anybody can die. Um, you know, Ghostface is a real son of a bitch. <laughs> um, very, mm -hmm. very stab happy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, I could go. I could. I keep. I want to gush about this movie, but um, yeah, I real. I do want to um mention Jenna Ortega. She, I think she's real great talent. She's up and coming. She was she the younger sister. She's the, the younger. Older? Yeah, she's the younger. We didn't even talk about the plot. <laughs> um, well, the plot. I mean, if you know Scream, if you know anything about Scream. Yeah, I mean, we go back to we go back to Woodsboro, and you know. The ghost face is back, a ghost face, and bodies piling up, and of course, and the legacy characters come back, come back, and... but in great inspired ways. Um, so yeah, this would definitely be a flick for me if you if you can't tell. <laughs> what would you uh, What would you get? I totally agree. I think yeah. this is one of those where it was completely worth the wait. Exactly. Yeah, good popcorn movie, but it also um, I think it's you know, bring in newcomers and it will definitely satisfy the diehard fans. Okay, so let's just wrap it up. If none of the legacy characters were to come back in a future screen, how would you feel? You know, I feel like this one did leave me in a place where I was satisfied enough. I mean, obviously it's a little bittersweet, you know, if they were not to come back, but I was, I was happy with the place that the film leaves these characters. So, mm -hmm. because I mean, how many times are, you know, is Sid gonna get wrapped up in this? Again, without spoiling things, like I think they do bring her here in like smart, in smart ways. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on. I think the only Nap will be back. Um, are you saying that the other two were killed? Absolutely not. No. Nope. Not saying that. Not all of the legacy characters were killed. Right. And maybe none of them were killed. You're going to have to let us know. Right. <laughs> so, oh, where would I rank this, you ask? No, you didn't ask. But um, no, every, every, like everyone's doing it. You, right? I know. Which is the equivalent to pretty much like an A+. Plus. All, the scream, <laughs> all the Scream movies are my children. Scream 3 gets a bad rap, but... I do like that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, the first Scream would be number one, then Scream 2, then probably either four. Scream 4 or the new one, and then Scream 3. But again, I love them all. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 2021. So, I was going to say, should we talk about what we loved in 2021, or since we just gushed? No pun intended. Do we want to take out the trash and then end on a happy note? And then, yes, yeah, let's talk about the bullshit first. Okay. We are going to save you guys time. Don't right, watch for these. Sure. Or if you want to argue with us and disagree and comment, more power to right. you. But I'm telling you what, these are some shithole yeah. movies. So I won't, I won't take up a lot of time on all these. And these aren't really in any particular order. Um, so I'm just going to do five. I the 186 that you watched. Right. There actually weren't that many bad movies this year. I mean, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so I would definitely say, you know, in my bottom five, I would include He's All That, which was on Netflix. That, of course, is the oh-so-clever reboot to uh, She's All That. <laughs> I almost oh, forgot the original title. Right. Yeah, and it has um, Addison Rae, a TikTok star, and 
she couldn't act herself out of a paper bag. She she's very cute, but um, yeah, she, you know, she has to give a makeover to this kid who wears a beanie, so he's obviously an outsider. He's so it's so a ugly. Grab. Yeah, it was not. It was not funny. It was not cute or romantic. Is it kind of like Home Sweet Home Alone? Oh God, that was probably the worst. The worst. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna save that for. Let me, let me get a few more out of the way. All right, so I guess the fourth worst would be um, Karen, Taryn Manning of Crossroads fame, the Britney Spears movie. She plays Karen, a Karen named Karen. Yeah. I can't remember. Did I watch? I you... think I started to watch this one and I was like, oh no. I don't know. So of of these five bad movies, I would say this is probably the most entertaining one, but I don't think there's enough value in it. Um, you know, it is speaking of woke, it is a woke thriller. Mm-hmm. Um it's a little like get out without the supernatural element to it. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those neighbor from hell thrillers. A black couple moves in next door and Karen doesn't want them there, you know, whatsoever. She'll do anything to get them out. Oh gosh, yeah, I don't like this. And yeah, it was just really unconvincing and just really over the top. And I'm fine if it, if it's like, you know, well-made and consistently entertaining, but this, I don't know. <laughs> it just it didn't work. It was trying for me. to be like Antebellum. I mean, woke, but yeah, and Antebellum I thought was a lot better and it did mm-hmm. not get mm-hmm. the credit it deserved. But um, yeah, Karen was not good, and there are a lot of nice Karens out there. <laughs> but yeah, this movie there oh, are not a lot total of nice waste of time out there. And you guys, you need to let the Karens know. Right, I'm pointing at you through the microphone. Stand up. Against the parents. Yeah, rage. Um, another one that nobody saw was the movie <laughs> called The Reckoning. It's from Neil Marshall, who hasn't made a good movie in a long time. Um, this, this is about a woman who is accused of being a witch. And of course, Neil Marshall cast his wife or girlfriend. And of course, she shows her breasts a lot and mm. she is repeatedly tortured and it is a complete endurance test. It is not well made. It's not good. Stay away from it. <laughs> um, yeah, I really want to save Home Sweet Home Alone for the first. So I will say the second worst movie was Sia's directorial debut, Music. This was full of Bad decisions. <laughs> Sia, girl, you just need to stick with David Guetta and Titanium. We're like, Sia. Yeah, right. this this had good intentions, but it is so misguided. You have um, Maddie Ziegler from her Chandelier music video. You know, the mm-hmm, girl mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. yeah, the leotard. Loved her. So she, yeah, plays, she plays a teenage girl on the spectrum. She has autism. And obviously, Maddie Ziegler does not have autism. Whether or not that is a good or bad choice, I'm not going to speak to that, but it's just kind of... Um, I don't know. She might be on the spectrum. Really hard to watch. If you ever watch Dance Moms. Well, <laughs> no, she, it's, she's, it's like she's miming. She does these, this like wide-eyed thing and like all of her... That was her shtick. 
very exaggerated and her face, her face contorts. It was just really hard to watch at times. Um, I will say some of Sia's like fantasy music video numbers were very like colorful and like well-designed, but in the service of not too much. And, and um, I'm sure Gen Z loved it. And um, uh, what's her face? Kate Hudson plays Maddie Ziegler's character's sister who is like a drug addict and it's just it's just a mess it's like it's one of those movies like what the fuck were you thinking like just mm -hmm. these bad decisions um yeah well you know Wes Craven he had some really bad ones too he had some misfires oh I remember Not saying to, you know completely talk shit about these people who make these movies right you know? one final note about music I remember saying in my little letterbox um review that I will say one thing about music, it has better production values than this TV movie called Riding the Bus with My Sister, where Rosie O'Donnell played a mentally challenged woman. Oh, poor Rosie. <laughs> she was canceled, just like this movie should be. Yep. So let's talk about the worst, the most vile. Now, I thought that you said that this was in no particular order. Yet I know, here I'm you are numbering them. Well, I'm I'm saying the best movies are in no particular order because it just mm -hmm. depends on my mood. The more I think about Home Sweet Home Alone is how much how cynical it is. It's just there's is no reason recall? for it. Would you even say this really? is a recall? I, don't I mean, you have Buzz McAllister in there for a quick cameo, but um, yeah, this was on Disney Plus. Didn't go into theaters. I mean, I guess that was you know the um, plan from the get-go but yeah it's a reboot it's just it's just it's straining to be it knows that it's a reboot like somebody in the movie even says at one point like oh why are they out there watching a movie which is actually a sci-fi remake of that movie that kevin is watching in the first time alone hmm. and the guy on the couch is like oh why do they keep remaking these classics? Like, it's never as good as the original. So I felt like that's just a self-own. Like, <laughs> yeah, this, this movie is not going to please anyone. They should have anyone. just stopped it the first time alone. Well, yeah. you know they had a bunch of other direct-to-video direct sequels, too. Like four or too. five? Something. Yeah. But I don't even think I watched the second one. I really... Well, that um, had Macaulay Culkin. And I don't hate the third one. The third one did not have Macaulay Culkin in it, but that was in theaters. I remember seeing that in theaters. But yeah, this just wasn't charming. Um, I think a lot of people were looking forward to this. It's were like, they? Oh my God. And I know. feel so bad for Ellie Kemper from um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She was in Bridesmaids. She's so funny. She's so perky and enthusiastic. And she has to like get beat up by this fucking kid. And it's just a bunch of misunderstandings and people acting like idiots and Okay, so here's a question oh, for you. What? Would you rather watch Jackass or Home Sweet Home Alone? Jackass, because it's a different <laughs> it's a different prank each time. This movie was like the same fucking thing every single scene. It just can you tell it like it just it was a waste of talent and a waste of time and let's stop talking about it. I think I made it through like fifteen minutes. Yeah, well that was yeah. And they are welcome that I had that much attention. Yeah. You, uh, I, I took the bullet for us. <laughs> so out of your bottom, or what are we calling it? Your worst, 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 bottom, worst whatever, whatever. 
I agree with one. What, Home Sweet Home Alone? Home Sweet Home Alone. Well, that's the only one you really saw. Well, yeah, the one... (laughs) No, I saw part of Karen. I saw part of The Reckoning. Did you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Home Sweet Home Alone is the one that made me, like, actively angry. And I'm almost wanting to give it an F. I think I gave it a D. (laughs) But, um... Anyway, let's let's talk about good movies. Well, wait, do you want to hear what I have to think? Oh, I the ones that I did. I watch? guess you can talk. <laughs> I guess you can talk. So we all know that you are the movie critic, right? Like this is what you do. You watch all these movies, you know all about these directors, producers, mm-hmm. actors. I honestly don't know much other than the fact of did it get me? Like, did I enjoy it? Was I looking forward to it? Did it live up to my expectations? So my other four, Mm -hmm. ones that were massively advertised, Mm -hmm. we are all looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Two were pushed back to the next year. We were supposed to see Spiral in 2020, Right. right? Yep. We were supposed to see Candyman in 2019? Wasn't that supposed to be in 2019? I think, as I said, what's time? I don't, I think, I don't remember. I feel like Candyman, they had like two years to get it right. Yeah. So Spiral, tell the people about Spiral. I don't know. It's it's like the Saw franchise, but it's now like a woke Saw. Well. But not, it's like Law and Order. It, It was not good. It was like a gorier Law and Order episode. I mean, it, it has to do with bl- police brutality. So that's like the wokeness that you're talking about. Correct. I mean, it had Chris Rock in it, and I was just excited for that because I thought maybe he might bring something a little different to it. And it had Samuel Jackson as his father, police sergeant, and I don't know. It just um, it didn't live up to that expectation. The casting was weird. It was kind of weird. Um, it's kind of like that, what is it, typecast, where it's like, yeah. okay, like David from Shit's Creek. It's like, if he were to be in that, you'd oh. be like, what? Dan Levy. Oh, I would watch that. A Saw movie with Dan Levy? <laughs> yeah, he would be killing them with his sweaters. <laughs> or his acerbic wit, his cutting wit. Mm. Um, what else disappointed you? You know, all of these I was really looking forward to. And that's what's such a bummer. Candyman. Don't say it five times. Is it four, five times, three times? Oh my God. And what was um, that other one that you said whenever you were a kid? Like you looked in the mirror, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, whatever. Like Candyman, come at me. Let's go with your. I liked Candyman. Okay? Oh my God. I just remembered that Scream is not the only you know, requel that's just keeping its its original namesake. Like, can, it's not called Candyman right, it's just 5, Candyman. it's Candyman, yeah. Um, I liked the new Candyman. My biggest criticism was it almost felt too efficient, too short. I, I would have liked some scenes to be a little longer, actually. Um, yeah, I don't think that I really cared about the characters. I think that the storyline was all over the place. Okay. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, so what? 
I liked what I liked what they did with it. It again, it felt more, it felt relevant, especially what has happened. I mean, as you say, the wokeness, it 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 does get into that. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of movies, you know, are usually responses to current events or what's going on in the world. So, I mean, I that didn't bother me. I I was I, trying to ride the wave. Well, yeah, and that's art. I mean, speaking mm-hmm. about you know what's going on. Um, did you have any other disappointments or? Of course, Mortal Kombat. Oh right. I played the game. I did not. Definitely played the game. Huge gamer. I didn't think it was dumb enough. Like I wanted it to be dumber, and then maybe it would have been more fun. I felt like. I guess it was like the best version of a Mortal Kombat movie that they could ever do. Oh no! I don't know. No. I mean, what? So they were essentially doing like the tournament. Oh right! It didn't even have, yeah. No tournament, tournament. It was, I don't know. If you played the game, then I'm sure there were a lot, like a lot of nods to the game, right? That I did probably not get. It was just the characters, like Sub Zero, Uh, and you know, whatever. I remember seeing the one from the '90s, and I mean that one was great. I mean, it's not good, but, but again, I, I remember like, being what, less than fun. ten. So who yeah. <laughs> your taste has changed. And then you have the Matrix. Yeah, I was that so is looking forward to that. That's been very divisive. Like people are either loving it or just not hating it, but just did I like the fight much. scenes with you know Agent Smith? Yeah. I don't remember them. Well, I mean, that's... It's very unmemorable to me. Well, that's Agent Smith. Is he, though? I did appreciate... They were looking cute. Right. Two gay men in one movie. Can you even do that? Neil Patrick Harris and... Gosh, what was he in that we just watched recently, too? Hold on. Jonathan Groff. He's a Broadway... They're both Broadway gays. So how do you not remember... How do you not remember the No, I remember him, but I don't remember, like, the choreography or, like, the set pieces or, like, where they were. Like, I I remember him and, like, his delivery, but, I mean, he was doing Agent Smith, like, Mr. Anderson. But, like, I don't remember if it was in the rain, if it was at night, like, where it was. So now that we're talking about it, I feel like I'm almost changing my mind on whether it was the worst. I think that it just didn't live up to my expectations. I think it was the worst. So maybe it's not the worst. I just really had higher hopes. I don't like when people say it was the worst because that just means that they haven't seen a lot of movies. (laughs) Like, it was disappointing, but I don't even know if I had, like, the highest expectations. remembering it, I'm thinking, oh my God, I cried. It was good. Wait, you cried? Oh my gosh, with Trinity and Neo? Yes. Okay. Whole, like... I will say, there. this movie did make me care a little bit more about the relationship because yes. in the first three movies, you didn't, I mean, you don't really get that background. No. I mean, there was no, like, passion. I don't know. It, I didn't care about the relationship in the first three movies. But in this one, again, it's very meta, like Scream. Yes. Um, like, very meta. They even say... Warner Brothers wanted wants a reboot. And, mm-hmm. well, it's it kind of reminded me of like um, what is it, Bill and Ted? Oh, uh, maybe. Really? Mm-hmm. Did it? 
I did like Bill and Ted that last one. Wait, what year was that in? Is that 2019 or 2020? Oh, 2019? I'm going to say 2019. Yeah, because we went to the Naval Yard Drive-In. Wait, no, it was 2020. Yeah, because we didn't, there were no concessions. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're getting very, yeah. What is time, guys? <laughs> Inside baseball, Naval Yard, what? What's that? Um, Philadelphia. So, were there any other ones that disappointed you, or...? No, because we agreed on Home Sweet Home Alone, oh, yeah. which never should have been. Yeah. Never seen the light of day. I mean, I get it. They're trying to appease to <sighs> this. It's all about nostalgia. Yeah, because people our age grew up with that, and now they have children, so they want to show their children. Yeah, but here's a tip. Just watch the first one again, or the, even the sequel. It's like Alice in Wonderland. It's on Just Disney+. Plus. the original one. Right. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about good stuff. Good movies. Now, this list, there will be five, not is not in order because it just depends on my mood. Like, they are, like, all of these movies are so different from each other. Um, I do want to say, like, I feel like I haven't been doing, like, writing top 10 or bottom 10 or bottom five, whatever lately, because I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's funny not to blame like 2020, but ever since 2020, like I just stopped writing the list. It's just, it's so much content and it's hard to keep up with seeing everything and writing every review. And that's why people can just go to your website, look at your year, right. and look at the A Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, this, this year there, there were a lot of good movies. Um, I wouldn't say that my top five would be like another person's top five. I feel like it's a lot of definitely not looking at this list. (laughs) Shut up. It's, um, no, it's definitely not a lot of the usual suspects. Like a lot of people are talking about like rich pizza and drive my car and I liked both of those, but um, they're, yeah, they're just, they're not my top five, not even my top 10. So, I mean, we're all different. Um, I'm just going to jump in. Um, in the Heights. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I And this is why I say I do not agree. You haven't even I can't watched stand it. In the Heights. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, he hasn't even watched it. I showed you some scenes and you were like... The music is terrible. No, it's not. It sounds just like Encanto music. Well, guess what? It's from the same guy. Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'd rather listen to Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, man. I Which I did not hate. Everyone hated... Well, not everyone, Sorry, but not a lot of people. Sorry, not to derail you. Yeah, you're derailing in me. In the Heights. ADD. Um, no, In the Heights, though, um, you know, it's a big, splashy movie musical. I feel like I'm a sucker for those. Um, Prom. Right. Stop derailing. <laughs> um, no, but um, the director, John M. Chu, he has a real um, knack for, like, movement, and he doesn't... I mean, there are instances where some of the musical numbers do get chopped up a little bit, like over overly edited. But for the most part, I mean, you can tell, you know, you can you can admire the 
choreography, savor the choreography, and the music itself is just um, hard to resist. <laughs> At least I think so. And the cast is just really great. Like Anthony Ramos, um, Melissa Barrera from Scream, um, Leslie Grace, Corey Hawkins, just all these, all these greats. Um, there are a lot of them are up and comers, but um, yeah, they're just, they're full of talent and they have, for once it's a movie musical, you know, not with like name value. Like these people can actually act, sing, dance. Right. I like the prom, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, and you know, I'm not going to harp on representation, but it does take place, you know, in a um, Latinx neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And um, that was cool. It was refreshing. And yeah, I, I thought it was a blast. And I, I, I've listened to that, especially, um, oh my God. Yeah, what's I that blanking? one song? Oh my God. 95, 90, 96,000. 96, I can't believe I can't even remember the numbers. Numbers are my thing. 96,000, that, I got yeah. to listen to Rent, 525,600 minutes. <laughs> it sounds very much like Hamilton. Well, again, it's oh, from it the, the same, same guy. Oh, yeah. They he all sound the same. Song and lyrics. Hamilton, no. In the Heights, and Canto. Like, come up with some new content. I don't right. know. Well, like, what is this? Sorry, like, Lynn. Alex Avril Lavigne? Not... I don't what? know. Okay. No. Um. So, another movie, another one that you'd not see. I think you would like this one. This was a smaller movie. Um indie i think it's from ifc um it is called swan song and this was the first of two swan song movies that came out this year like same title this is i didn't see the other one but this one has udo Udo. oh my god udo kier in it <laughs> he's a german actor um i believe he's in his 70s he always plays like these like villainous shadowy types but in this he plays this old gay man who used to be this famous hairdresser he was called the liberace of sandusky ohio it's based on a real guy um i think he went by mr pat um but yeah it's kind of like a road trip movie jennifer coolidge has a small part in it as like his longtime um nemesis but she has some cool colors that she brings to this very small role i was just gonna um, call her a fat hag I guess you can say that. Right. <laughs> um, no, yeah, she is kind of a, um, what's, what's a fruit fly? A fruit fly. She plays that Sorry. in single all the way. I need to like watch myself sometimes. It's fine. I'm we're going to get in trouble. We're, one of these we're uncensored here. Um, but no, she also played in single all the way that Netflix yes. movie. She played a, uh, a fruit fly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, this could have very well been like overly, um, sentimental or corny or you know whatever it's about forgiveness but he never plays it as like an old gay caricature he always feels like a fully formed person and i cried at the end it's very moving um yeah i've never seen this kind of work from this actor udo kier say that five thousand times but yeah it, it's just like a wonderful movie i um he <laughs> kind of wish what's his name from spiral would have been like that Oh, uh, Chris Rock? Mm -hmm. mm. Why couldn't he have done that? Well, what, play a gay hair, uh, hairdresser? No, no, you know, go out of his type. Right, I know, I know. Um, 
Yeah, I, I love this movie and I think it's on Hulu. So I feel like more people should check it out. Um, another one that I think you started to watch it, Silent Night. Refresh my memory. It has Kira Knightley in it. It is not like Love Actually. It's a, well, the world is ending. It takes place on Christmas. It kind of starts out as this like, light family getting ready for friends to come over for Christmas comedy. And then it turns out that this big, like poisonous gas is is headed for them and they're all going to die. And they're all choosing whether or not they should take this pill. Kind of sounds like COVID. Ooh, do I want to get the shot or not? Um, Yeah. It's a big ensemble piece. I mean, you have Kira Knightley in there um, and you have, um it sounds right up my alley like an apocalyptic <laughs> movie disaster whatever right but it takes place in one house so i mean it is small scale but um oh i'd be bored show me another room no but it's never static like it's a big ensemble piece so you feel like you know all these people longtime friends and their families yeah you have annabelle wallace in it she was in malignant remember mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. yeah um this was the first time besides malignant that i've actually liked a performance for her. Usually she comes off very bland to me, but um, yeah, Kira, Kira Knightley is one of the leads in it, but um, everybody gets time, their time to shine. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a dark comedy. It's very darkly funny, but um, surprisingly touching. And um, it's a different kind of cynical from Home Sweet Home Alone. Like mm-hmm. it, it has, it, ends in a place that it needs to. There is no other ending, and I love the ending. It commits to its premise, and it goes there. Um, yeah, not going to be everybody's cup of tea, especially in these times we're living in. But, uh, yeah, very dark. It's, uh, it's a hoot, <laughs> if you like dark stuff. Definitely watch that before you go to bed. Right, definitely, yeah. Like a lullaby. Um, so next up on my list, again, another small indie <laughs> that isn't going to be on a lot of people's list, but I thought it was really impressive. And it's it's a writing, directing debut from this filmmaker, Lauren Hathaway. Um, it's called Novice. Um, it is, so it stars Isabel Furman, I don't know if you ever saw Orphan, but she's I do that. remember that. Yeah. She's very frightening in that. Um, she's kind of frightening in this. This isn't a horror film, but she plays this um, young woman college student in this, like, she, uh, she goes to a college and she is her toughest critic. Like, she, she starts, she tries out for the rowing team. Um, she's not, like, a natural athlete. But um, she, you know, gets up early. She does the practices for the rowing team. She, she just, everything she puts her body through is just like tortured. Like she really goes through the ringer. And I would almost call this a psychological thriller just because you feel like you're in her headspace. Um, she, like, she doesn't like when people tell her to relax because she, she does, oh God, who does, she does need to relax. But right, it's a very relatable thing. Um, but it triggers her. 
And yeah, um, if somebody tells me to calm down, I am getting hypey. Right. But she stresses herself out. She overworks herself and then she's run down. She never quits. Um, but yeah, this this was a very visceral viewing experience. Like the way it's edited and the sound design, like you can hear like the scribbling of the pencil or like the um the sound of the the paddle you know when they're rowing in the water it's just it's you, f- you feel like you're there it's just very immersive and um yeah it's a very tough movie like what what she goes through and you know like the character that she's playing the actress elizabeth Furman, she really puts herself through a lot so i think this is like a, a great showcase for how intense she can be and um i love a good immersion yeah <laughs> do you um but yeah i i found this to be a really great character study it's you know it's about obsession but it's never like this conventional thriller um so yeah you kind of missed a good one <laughs> sorry i don't know where i was with that one i must have been playing a video game <laughs> I, yeah i think you were actually yeah go figure all right. That's how I unwind. Oh, I know. I oh, for games. sure, for sure. Oh my god, the whole world's oh, gonna know that I'm a freaking gamer now. Whatever. Nerd. Mm-hmm. All right, so a movie that you definitely would not like. It is a weird one, but again, it stuck with me. Um, not from IFC, from Neon. Um, oh, which is even worse. <laughs> oh my god. It's a movie called Ty- Titan. It looks like Titan. Um, absolutely not. (laughs) No, it is. Oh my god, is it French? I can't even remember. Is that bad? Um, so it is the follow up film to this woman, um, Julia de Cornell. She made this movie called Raw, which is about a girl that, um, was a, a vegetarian and she basically becomes a cannibal. (laughs) She ends up loving meat, but human meat. So anyway, this movie is called Titan. (laughs) And uh, this is about a young woman who, well, when she's a child, she gets into a car accident and there's a piece of metal um, in her head. And it's like resistant to heat. And (laughs) anyway, she ends up getting a job as this like this car model like she'll like dance on top of cars or whatever but um at night she likes to kill men and she also likes to have sex with cars wow she gets pregnant by a car guys um i know it sounds very absurd and fucked up um this is a fucked up little movie but um i feel like this is like true life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. There was a movie that came out last year about a woman that falls in love with a, uh, what's that thing a that Ferris goes around? Will. A Ferris wheel, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, this actually changes course though. After that, she- um, Does she birth a car? She might wow. <laughs> at the end. But no, um, there's another that, another character that comes into the story is grieving father who um his 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 son is has disappeared and uh she kind of comes into his life posing as the son and they kind of find this 
relationship. I don't know. It's it sounds like a very messed up premise, and it is. It's disturbing. But um, speaking of like visceral, this was like a movie that like was genuinely shocking. Like not much shocks me nowadays, but this was like unforgettably shocking. Well, um, yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't know. I've never heard of somebody no. getting impregnated. I mean, you know, aren't you tired of seeing movies with, you know, auto erotica? Um, no, it's off putting here and there, but that's definitely the intention. Um, but it actually ends up being kind of poignant and just kind of touching and compassionate by the end. Um, it's, you know, it's about identity and grief and all that juicy stuff <laughs> that people love to see. Um, but yeah, I, I dug it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Rooting for the underdog. Sometimes I like weird shit. I, it works. It just, it worked for me this time. It's not gonna work for everyone. Um, but yeah, those were my, <laughs> those were my best. Okay, well, speaking of like, you know, weird shit, what about mm-hmm. Lamb? I liked Lamb, but I, it wouldn't be. weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Especially the end. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's where I think it really. I feel like the end like made it for me. That's, I'm like, oh yeah, my God. that's where it really took off, I thought. Um, another, um, one that I know you really enjoyed and I really enjoyed, I, it probably would have been on my list, um, Coda. Yeah, I really did like that. The Apple TV Plus mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, that, that is one that teaches Coda stands death. for Children of Deaf Adults. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that was really, really good. Yeah, really, very crowd-pleasing, but not in, like, a corny way. Yeah, and that's on Apple TV Plus. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it just depends on my mood. Like I, I like all of these movies and, um, I mean, there were other ones. I still feel like I have to play catch up with some other ones, but I feel like only, there's only, know, there are only so many hours in a day, right? Exactly. You have to stick to your genre, which is typically horror. Right. But I also like movie musicals and character studies about yeah, which is so women getting pregnant by cars. Meanwhile, I'm over here, I'm like, you know, loving what, like the sci-fi is <laughs> the um, end of days type films, right. the post-apocalyptic, the family dramas. Right. I know. God. So speaking. I want to feel my emotions. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. If I'm watching some cinematic experience, give me the experience. Pull on my emotions. Don't just show me. A whole bunch of people getting, you know, gutted and you know, sleeping so with fun. cars. Like that's not for me. Like I want to see somebody, you know, living on their own with a dog. Finch, hello. Finch was really good. Yeah. Finch was amazing. Yeah. I think that I cried like three times in that. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, my God, you know, creating this robot not for himself, but to take care of this dog to make sure that he stays alive after he dies. Like what? And I, I don't think either one of us knew much about that movie going in because I didn't know where it even came from. I was like, Oh, what we can watch this. Especially after (laughs) all that Tom Hanks stuff that was going on in Mm. the news over the past two years with his, you know, Grecian, whatever. His son is also in the news, but that's a whole other topic. Oh, I didn't know that. Not Colin, but um, his rapper son. 
So sci-fi, post-apocalyptic, whatever. Finch loves that. Voyagers. I feel like nobody saw that. But again, I think that came out in like April. And is that when theaters, or were theaters open? I don't even remember. Did theaters reopen or did they they reopen and they closed again and they re, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I I forget that that even came out this, and I liked Voyagers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, um, what's that TV show that you're watching, Euphoria? It's kind of yeah. like a little bit like a euphoria. Probably just euphoria lights. Yeah, euphoria lights. It was a it was a sexier Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. If you want more sex in your Lord of the Flies, Voyagers. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, and then sticking with that whole like sci-fi, maybe like thriller type, The Night House. The Night House was good. Rebecca Hall is amazing in everything. I thought. Yeah. You had to remind me that I really liked that. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, oh my God, let me go through your list of movies. Like, <laughs> what did I like? Like, Lamb stuck out to me. Finch stuck out to me. Right. Like, if there's an animal involved, I'm loving it. <laughs> oh my it God, yeah. Good. And um, then you have the family dramas. Four Good Days. Yeah. You like your Glenn Close starring family. Oh my God, Hillbilly Elegy. I wish that that would have been last year so that we could talk about that because I feel like if you have not seen Hillbilly Elegy, go watch it. That's a controversial pick. Why? People like... That is (laughs) real life. So up in arms. That is real life. People get so up in arms about that movie. Yeah, because because it was over the top. Well... Also because apparently... And she looks like shit. I'm sorry. Like, whoever did her makeup and all that... Um, anyway, we're talking about Four Good Days. We're not talking right. about Hillbilly I know, I know. Yeah. But Four Good Days. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mila, Mila Kunis, yes. really good. So as good. a drug addict. And Glenn Close is her, you know, mm. tough love mom. So good. Yeah. I'm so good. Um, I'm looking at my list, and you liked, or we liked... Do you remember the boy behind the door? It's like a, like a little mm. horror movie with those two boys that are kidnapped, and the one has to find has to get his other friend out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then something light for the family, you know, especially for the gays. Go gays! Single oh, all the single way. all the way! Yeah, that was like it's what fun. happiest season and holiday. Yeah, yeah. I like Happy Season. I feel like it's an elevated Hallmark holiday movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you have, yeah, you have um, Jennifer Coolidge and some other recognizable. Yeah, exactly. Love her. Um, I forgot A Quiet Place Part 2 came out this year, too. Yeah, that was good, too. Yeah. They're all good. (laughs) They're not. I know. They're not all good. I'm sorry. In the Heights is not good. You didn't. <laughs> neither is the prom, and neither is Dear Evan Hansen. So what you're telling me is that you don't, don't like, like musicals. musicals. No. Give me your gay card back, right? I now. don't like musicals. You're having it revoked. I would rather just listen to music. I don't need to like <laughs> try and figure out what the hell is going on in the scene as you're singing to me. Oh my god, it's more about a feeling and the spectacle and like TRL. Oh my god. Well, you're stuck in the '90s then. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we looking forward to? What is your most anticipated? Because I have a few. 
Well, we're looking ahead when, how about, what about these past 26 days? There have been some good ones in the past 26 days. Like, Scream. See for me. See for me was good. Yeah. A low budget thriller and low budget's not a bad thing. I'm loving it. Like, Coda, you know, you had the deafness. See for me, you have the blindness. Right. Yeah. It was amazing. Disability I loved thriller. It. it reminded me of the Invisible Man a little bit. I don't know In a way. why. Okay. But just like that, like suspense and how. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Great use of space. Yeah. And then the 355. That was so good. Yeah. I, I mostly liked it. I think I liked the cast and I just wish the scripts were a little better. Like their characters. I don't know. Um, it was. Okay. Question. Yeah. Charlie's Angels with Kristen Stewart mm-hmm. or the 355? I would watch Charlie's Angels again. Nah. Because Kristen Stewart was so much fun. Yeah. I would. Uh, I would. Yeah. I'd rather watch The Terminator. <laughs> the original or the. No, that one that came out in like. Um, Dark Fate? What? That we saw? 2018? What, what year the was that? The one that we saw? Yeah. What, what year was that? Well, it was 2019. Oh, Lord. Whatever. Yeah. That yeah. was good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've so we've seen three movies in 26 days. January is very slow. I mean, because that's when all of the Oscar contenders are like still in theaters or like some are getting like a one week release for everybody's doing their Oscar qualifying. Right. And there are some stinkers like um, I think January has been better in recent years. There are always little surprises. January is for the TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if you're not watching the morning show, or if you didn't watch the morning we're show, we're so behind. I mean, what? we just well finished season one, right? Well, and season two is already on there. I mean, it came out, it came out, um, it came out last year, twenty twenty one, and then there is a third season coming out. So and then we just finished Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. which is good. Like Guys, we don't just do movies; no. we do TV. As we well. watch it all. We do. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, there's a lot of freaking I content. definitely don't. I... So speaking of TV shows and, you know, most anticipated, I'm really looking forward to this Netflix show. It comes out Friday um, with not Kristen Stewart, Kristen Bell. It is called, <laughs> sorry, the title, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. <laughs> oh, my God. But... <laughs> so... It it this looks reminds me of a movie. No, oh. well, yeah, that's what they're poking fun at. They're poking fun at that movie that was supposed to come out in 2019, then came to Netflix last Scream. year. No, it was the woman in the window with um, Amy Adams. But um, this is like poking fun at those like psychological thrillers about women for women, like the girl on the train. The woman in the window. Um, but yeah, the woman the in the house bus. across the street from the girl in the window. It looks like it's played completely straight, but it's very like absurdist. And I don't know, it looks funny. Oh, that's not going to be for me. <sighs> well, I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the tagline is so funny too. It's like when it rains, 
she pours because she's she's an alcoholic and she's like the unreliable narrator. She thinks she sees a murder across the street, but people don't know if she's crazy or not. I feel like I would much rather watch like the reboot of Desperate Housewives. Which they are doing. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, if you like something 10 years ago, they're going to bring it back. Well, they have to because they ran out of the money. Right. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to be one of those people that like hates reboots because it just, it just, it's a case by case basis. Like, um, you know, things suck. Things are good. <laughs> it just depends. Um, do you want me to keep going with my list on what I'm looking forward to? Or do you want to? chime in well i think that we should wrap it up for this episode and then maybe next episode we can continue on um i think that we both are in agreement with what we're looking forward to from a24 x yeah it's like a texas chainsaw homage yeah. and it has jenna ortega on yeah. screen yeah who else what if we saw that britney snow I was like, oh my britney God. snow from um the Pitch Perfect movies, okay. a lot of other stuff. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm just going to mention three real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to mention the J-Lo one, right? Right, Marry Me. That <laughs> looks fun. That really does look fun. Oh, I know. I'm going to cry. Probably. Um, and then Jordan Peele has another movie coming out finally. It's called Nope. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. Alien Invasion, maybe? I don't know. Um, and then, of course, Halloween ends, which oh, yeah, is not coming out. It's already it's October filming now, 22. October. Yeah, um, yeah. And then Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, they're they're bringing so. back some of the original players, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, so this has been a jam packed episode with dogs crying and dogs snoring we may have had to you know stop the podcast five different times right. so if it sounds like we split things we did no we didn't you can't find the cut and you won't we, see the seams it may have you know given me validation of rehoming two of them <laughs> oh my god here we go anyway if anybody would like a pit boxer mix he's trained he just doesn't ever shut the fuck up um and then we already have a home for Minnie, so sorry you can't have a retired frenchie but if you're interested in a puppy let us know uh well it's been fun it's been real we will make this a regular thing it will be on our calendars we will be time blocking we will be taking notes and we look forward to hearing what you guys think. Of course, you know, just because we say one thing about a movie doesn't mean that we're right. It doesn't mean that you're right. It I thought I was. That we have opinions. Right. Opinions are like assholes, guys. We all have one. Mm-hmm. And we all fart. You ladies out there that say you don't fart, I'm calling bullshit. They fluff. Until next time, love you lots. We mean it. Bye, guys. See you soon.